passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Ferguson, going free bacon. Oh, the Vols are 3-0, and it feels good. Uh, before I get into anything, we are having a very, very casual meet and greet right before the Florida game between 1 and 2 o'clock, uh, right across the street from the library, right across pedestrian walkway from the library, there's not going to be a tent. There's not going to be a bunch of fanfare. You're just going to see Reed and my mustache ass sitting out there. So if you want to come up to us, talk, have a conversation, ask us questions, we will be there. Um, if you guys are looking to follow us on any social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, at our bacon for at our bacon 26 for Reed, at Kyler Kerberson for myself. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please rate, review. Uh, subscribe, like, notification bell, all of that stuff. Um, now about this podcast. We're talking to Akron. We're going over the game. What went well, what didn't go well. And we're also breaking down Florida. What we need to do to have success during this, this huge, important game that is coming up. Um, and God, it's exciting because it is Florida week. It is Florida hate week. F those Gators. And uh, yeah, let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we get into the podcast, we got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With BetOnline, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now. 
NFL. I mean, you can bet on anything, team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it, okay? So now is the time to sign up. At Bet Online, you can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B L E A V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to Bet Online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Another exciting podcast today. The Vols are 3-0, and and we're feeling great after a uh, shellacking of Akron. But before we get into all that, Reed, how we doing, bud? All right, all right, everybody up, everybody up, eyes on me, eyes on me. All right, boys, this is what we've been working for. This is what we've been playing for. Tonight, today, excuse me, 3.30, all right, I want you to find someone, and I want you to hit them in the mouth for 60 minutes, and don't let up until you hear the whistle. Let's go! Ah! It's Florida week, baby. It is Florida week. I'm juiced. I haven't been this excited since the pit game. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I, I, I honestly, I'm, I, I have not been this excited in a long time. Multiple reasons. 2016. I mean, I was really excited last year for the Ole Miss game. I, to be honest, I still thought we were going to lose. So there was some like I was still excited to go. Yeah. And just soak up the atmosphere. But this week is literally like Christmas morning because, like, I'm going with you and Jack. Like, you know, I couldn't pick two better people to go with. It's going to be unbelievable to go with you guys. Um, I, I just – I haven't been to campus yet this year, so I'm ready to soak it all in and just, just breathe the air in, feel it, you know, hopefully get to see some fans if they actually want to come by and say hi with us. <laughs> I think you know, a couple will. I, I think there's some other things going on, but I think a couple people will come by. You know what? And if not, I'll, no no big deal. But I'm excited to, uh, like I said, just soak it in, go see people, just feel the environment. And then as it gets close to it, man, I, I don't think, you know, I don't know, you know, however long I live, I don't think it'll ever go away. But is that starting to go? And I'm hearing it. And I know for you especially, because, I mean, you ran through the T, you played there. But when it gets ready to kick off, man, like I'm just – the goosebumps are going to be going and I, I, I'll just want to run down and just absolutely take someone's fucking head off. And, like, it's it's hard to fight that back. And it was funny because when I transferred from Memphis to, to go to UT, I actually did think about, you know, walking on there and, and maybe playing there for a little bit. And I decided not to do that. I actually ended up just working in the recruiting office because I thought that I wanted to kind of do that avenue. So I did that for a little bit. But – Saying that, knowing that I still had eligibility left, it was kind of hard. Now that, you know, we're old, we're washed up, I can't play. So it makes it a slight bit easier. But, man, I just feel good. I, I just 
I'll be honest. I don't feel as good as I thought I would or as I hoped I would. I still think Tennessee wins. I'm actually more nervous than I thought just because of maybe some things Tennessee showed me. Uh, but how, how are you feeling, man? I thought that – I thought your tweet was hilarious, bro. The old man smacking the, the, the gator. <laughs> I've, got, I've gotten some good traction on that tweet. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, Florida is the game I look forward to the most when I played. Uh, it is – one of my, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a regret, but like one of my biggest, I guess, regrets that I never beat them. Um, that's the team I hate the most. So Florida hate week. I mean, I get, I get fired up. I think, I think the doubt that you feel, you know, when it comes to this is because of the past. It's because of what you've gone through as a fan. It's because of what everyone's gone through as fans that even though we are better than Florida, we lose to them somehow. We lose to Florida 10 to nine in 2014. We lose to Florida in 2015. They convert a fourth and 15 and score. And we lose by a point missing a 50 yard field goal by a yard. Um, you know, we lose in, I think, 17 or 18 on a Hail Mary to end the game. So it, it just it naturally, from a Tennessee point of view, you think like they're, they're, it's not going to happen. And what's even worse is I've watched all three of Florida, Florida's games, and I cannot tell you how lucky these Florida Gators are. They are extremely lucky they beat Utah. They are even more lucky that they beat South Florida last week. It is their random things that are happening, random bad snaps. Um, you know, the quarterback for Utah just driving down the field, you know, Florida's defense not doing diddly squat, and then he just eyes the tight end too much, throws an interception in the end zone. It's just like, golly, man. I, but I feel like we are in such a good spot, and we'll get into all the reasons why I think this is a great spot for us. Um, but I know that we do need to talk about Akron and everything that happened this past weekend and kind of go over that game now. This is not going to be as in-depth as Pitt <laughs> in no way uh, because it is Akron. Um, but there's certain things to point out for sure. I mean, I think first, and you kind of alluded to it, that there were some things that make you nervous. The discipline, the penalties really got under my skin of just dumb, dumb shit happening. I mean, I, I, I guess you're on the same page with that. I am. Um I don't mean to throw off the vibe, but it feels a little weird because I don't know, and I, I am wanting to know before we jump into this, how was your weekend, though? Oh, you, yeah, you, it was, it was are you, good. Are, are you still shopping? Uh, definitely still shopping for different things. Uh, there's more and more stuff added every weekend. Uh, my wife will probably kill me for sharing this story, but she doesn't really watch the podcast because she doesn't really care too much uh, now that I'm not playing. Um, about Tennessee football, but uh, she took my truck out the other day uh, to run to Publix and grab something. And as she was pulling back in, 
uh, absolutely just took out our wooden post mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just snapped it, just snapped it at the base, just snapped it right off. And she was already having a really tough day. And I was like, listen, it's okay. It's completely fine. It's going to be fine. So this weekend, I've replaced our mailbox. Dug the hole, got the stump out of there, got me some concrete mix, put a new one in there, got the concrete, and we're we're all set. But that that was my big project this weekend. Bro, I've I've had more of stupid stuff like that than you can even think about. And thank goodness I drive like a a bigger car. I, I was gonna say thank goodness I do drive a bigger car. Maybe if I drove a smaller one, I would be less lackadaisical. Yeah. Cause I've done so much stuff like that. Like I'm in a, and I have a Yukon. So like, I'm just like, yeah, some hits it, whatever, you know? And the funny thing is I take really good care of my car, like, like cleaning the inside out of it, washing it all the time. But like, I just do some stupid stuff. So tell Brianna happens to the best of us. Well, I, I, she's, she's just really not, I mean, she's driving my truck. She's not used to driving that. And it was yeah. like the back end of it is what hit the mailbox. Yeah. You know, like when you're first driving, you don't really think, Oh, I have to watch the back end too. As a, as a driver of a truck, you have to watch the front and the back because they doesn't turn as wide as everybody else. Um, but yeah, that was that was my big project this weekend. So, bro, I I just thought about something. Matter of fact, I was still living in Nashville when I first bought that Yukon. So I've had my Yukon for like three, four years now. And I was driving to Taco Mamacita down there. Uh, I don't think it's open anymore, kind of in the Belmont or Vanderbilt area. And that we're talking about, if anyone's listening from Nashville or whatever, then you might know. If not, I'll explain. But Taco Mamacita was sitting down at the end of the shopping or at the end of this road. And it's all these cute little homes and stuff. But the road is real narrow. Why well, was um, I was listening to the Tennessee Mississippi State basketball game. It was the first game of the SEC tournament for us. It was actually when Admiral Schofield just dunked all over Buddy. And so I'm listening to the game. I'm trying to back in. Like I said, I've had this car maybe like a week and a half. And I'm trying to back in. And and I I actually am decent at parallel parking because going to UT, like you kind of had to learn it. And so I was going into parallel park and I'm listening to the game, not paying attention to my sensors that beep at the front or the back. And all of a sudden I just go back one more and you hear, <laughs> and I'm like, uh Oh, so I like turned down, I turned down Bob and Bert and I'm like, this can't be good. And there's people all around. It's like a Friday or Saturday at like seven 30. So there's just packed and I get out and there was a smart car. And I swear it did like nothing to the Yukon, but it took this this person's driver's side door and just pinched it all the way in to where it was basically the the, 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 the driver's side car door was touching the the uh, the the what's the thing in the middle, the little like glove box thing or not the glove yeah. box, but the, the center console. It had pinched it all the way. And like I said, the Yukon was like fine. And I was like, oh, geez. So I wrote him a note and I was like, hey, so sorry. Here's all my information. The I'll take it. I can't even fucking drive it. No, 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 no. So that's what I, I ended up going to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night and checked my phone. I had a text literally like 2 30. 
and they're like, Hey, this is so-and-so. Thanks so much for leaving the, the year information. Like we thought it was just going to be a hit and run. I was like, no, nah, you know, and, and, and they didn't get off the girls who car, it was a girl who the car I hit, she worked at Barcelona, the wine bar right next to Taco Mamacita. So she didn't get off until literally like one or two and they saw it, but they did say that the car was not drivable. They couldn't because the door was so far in. So I felt really bad. Obviously, I paid for everything, took care of it. I'm telling you, when you first start driving a bigger car like that, like if you're not paying attention, it can kind of mess with it. Oh, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. But uh, well, what else? Did you, anything else this weekend? Uh, I wouldn't say anything like um, newsworthy, for yeah. sure. I'm just, just relaxing, doing laundry and all that kind of stuff. But that was that was the... That was a big thing that happened this week. <laughs> yeah, mine was uh, Friday, played golf, played nine, played okay. Yesterday, just hung out, relaxed, worked out, watched ball. But there wasn't really many good games until night, until the nighttime. Um, so just kind of hung out with the fam. And then today, church, saw big Danny White in, in, uh, in attendance today. So, uh, you know, that was that was good. Kind of wanted to go over and be like, hey, my guy, you ready to see something crazy this Saturday? <laughs> yeah, you thought you thought a yeah. sold-out crowd for Akron was big. Why did you see the sold-out crowd for Florida? Exactly. Um, but, yeah, and then I just came home, played today, played 18, shot 42 on the front. Things were vibing pretty good. And then uh, – yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And it wasn't, uh, and you know, it wasn't like old school read where if I'm playing good, then I'm like thinking about it. It wasn't that at all. I, I actually just had some, a, a couple decent, uh, or a couple bad shots, but then a couple just like kind of unlucky things. Yeah. Um, Which I'll still take. Like if I'm still hitting it pretty good, like I'm like, okay, like, it, that happens. You know, like there's times that I don't hit it good and I get lucky, you know, and stuff. But other than that, yeah, just – no Titans today, so obviously uh, that's the only reason I play golf because we play tomorrow night. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited to hear kind of what you think because uh, we haven't talked about it. So what do you think about Akron, the Akron game? Well, I mean, it, it was obviously like a – I could tell with some of the play of these guys that, like, they weren't taking it serious, which annoys me as a former player and as someone who did play like i understand that they're not as good but like don't give up on plays don't like not you know do the best possible thing don't like not do the technique that you're taught which i i felt like i saw out of some guys so that kind of annoyed me anyone and, in particular um, no, I just, I mean, I just saw some offensive linemen, like, you know, being lazy with their punch and not like really striking like they can. Um, I saw just, you know, random wide receivers just being like lazy on the route. And it's just like, all right, I, like, I get it. These guys are a lot worse than you, but still like, let's do something. Um, I think the penalties, like I said, that's just sucks to see like you know especially since you've already gotten that pit game under your belt and it's like you understand how important it is to not have mistakes like that um so 11 penalties is a lot but there's a lot of things that I liked you know I like the fact that we had 12 different guys catch a ball uh 
you know, everybody had a chance. Um, you know, I like the fact that our defense held them to one and a half yards per rush. I thought that, I mean, they did whatever they wanted. Uh, you know, I, 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 there were some things I pointed out, like, um, I love that pass to Fant over the middle. I thought that was a great play design. I mean, we talk about it literally all the time is the dump passes over the middle. Now Cooper obviously needs to get Hendon a better snap. Um, but, you know, there's some other stuff that, like, I would like to see out of them. Um, like, I think I think Squirrel needs to be our just automatic return man on punt. I, I, on punt return. Like, I have no idea why he's not already back there. Like, I understand that Trey Flowers is an older guy and, like, you know, you want to trust him, but – Dude, put Squirrel back there. You know he can catch those punts. You know he's explosive as hell. Just keep, just give him the opportunity. So it's funny you say that because, I, you know, I get why they put Trayvon back there as well because it's almost like we're not as worried about the return. The return's a plus almost. It feels like, hey, we just need someone that we can trust to catch it. But I mean, we're, we're three games in and he already had one muffed in a big game. It's like, if Squirrel can catch it or someone else that is more explosive, like I I, I don't want to feel like at the University of Tennessee we got to put a guy back there just to catch it. Like why do we not have someone that's good enough that we can trust to catch it? Well, that's and, the thing. And, and do something with it. I don't – Trayvon Flowers is not going to do anything with it when he gets it. It's just He's just not that explosive. Not, no. It's not him. He's a safety. Like he's not <laughs> – you know, he's not a running back. He's not a receiver. He's not even a corner. No, and it's like – if he's back there as, you know, supposed to be the, you know, possession guy, right. have right. have good hands, and he's already not been right. that, it's like right. get somebody else. Yeah. Um, I actually I actually like how Jimmy Holiday returns, and I think he looks smooth. I think he gets up, hits it. You know, now, granted, it is a lot different catching punts than kickoffs. Yeah, um, yeah catching catching kickoffs are, are much easier. Yeah. Um, Punts is definitely an, uh, a different beast, but um, but yeah, yeah, I, I that one was kind of frustrating to me too. I, you know, for me for this game, I just thought it was just sloppy. I just thought it was like kind of just a sloppy game. Like, uh, you, you know, and it was sloppy on both sides. They had penalties, we had penalties. There were a couple that I didn't think were penalties. Like I didn't think the one that Brew had that they called back. Well, should have not been offensive pass interference on like the second drive. Maybe, yeah, I think it was the second drive, maybe the first drive. I don't think that, honestly, there was a PI that they called on Akron that I thought it was a good hands play. It was kind of like the Tamarian McDonald, which I know you brought up against the pit game. I thought Tamarian McDonald played a hell of a man coverage, and I thought they were just hand fighting. It's like, I guess some, some ref crews are going to allow it, other ones aren't. But I just thought it was, yeah, it was just kind of a sloppy game. It was hard for us to even get in rhythm. Um, you know, I don't, it's, it's like, you know, once again, once a game, twice a game, Hendon's just missing a guy who's, a, it's wide open. And it's just like, so that was tough to see him airmail Cedric. I know he came back and connected on some other ones. Uh, um, but yeah, for me, Kyler, like, I actually think in a way, Akron was like, let's make Hendon beat us. And what I mean by that is like, they kind of knew that we wanted to run the ball and I felt like they semi-sold out on it on a couple plays, especially 
when it was like third and two or, or fourth down, like when they knew yeah. predictable us, like they, they kind of manned up only maybe had one high safety and came at us. Um, I will say I absolutely loved, loved the read option play. I thought it was a great call at the right yeah. time. I thought and it was great. It was- Honestly, I loved it so much. I'm mad that we did it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I wish did. we would have broken it out versus Florida, but at the same time, it's like, here's practice like real deal practice you're doing it in a game it's not just you know versus your own team or versus right. scout team i loved how jalen wright ran the guy runs really hard i you know i mean pretty surprising 23 carries yeah and he's well i mean that's probably because jamar uh jabari small went out with the yeah shoulder. by the way i all of all nation but i almost like freaking just panicked when cedric went down because it looked weird and i'm like hind it the guy like Cedric's already like six three. Like, what are we doing? Just get it to him so he's not like leaping all the time. And, well, yeah. also, like I, I truly believe that the Akron players and that, low. their coaches said something to them about getting on everyone's nerves, talking shit, doing dirty stuff because they knew they weren't going to win this game. I like. With what they were doing, with the fact that that it's not just going for a cut, like it's not just tackling their legs, they're going at their knees. It's totally different. Like you've seen DBs take out legs before, and it's you're aiming for a guy's shin or his feet. I mean, on every option, they were going yeah. for Hendon's knee. On yeah. on uh, Jalen's second touchdown, Hendon hands it off to him. The defensive end obviously sees that he hands it off to him and still grabs him and slings him down. It's just like doing that extra stuff. And what made me feel like, yes, this is what they said to their players is the stuff with Hendon, the fact that he got two guys hurt. Elijah Herring made a tackle in the backfield on their quarterback in you know late third quarter. Great play by Elijah. I freaking love Elijah Herring. He's balling out. But as soon as he tackles him and gets on the ground, he throws his hands up while he's on the ground. Elijah does. Is to say, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything Like, it's not me. It's not me. Because there's already been a precedent that they are talking back and forth, that they are trying to kick and do cheap stuff. And then, you know, what do we also see? A fight out of Callaway. It's like... Everything is pointing in that direction that Akron was kind of told this and just like, hey, get under their skin because that's all you can do to keep up with them. And it's just, I mean, it's just bullshit. Yeah, it's just Bush League stuff. But, you know, even at the end of the game and the quarterback's like sitting there like talking a bunch of stuff, I I swear to you, I think it was Jalen Wright that went over to him and started like, hey, and like tried to dap him up. And he pushes Jalen back like, no, no, like I'm not playing that. It's like, okay, guy. Take your sorry ass to the locker room like it's over. You guys are done. Um, so, so yeah, it was, you know, that yeah, that stuff like that, man. Like, I'm fine, you know, if it's within the the confines of the game and and stuff like that. But like, when you're trying to purposely hurt somebody, you know, it's just it's just unprofessional. I mean, it's just it's just not it's not necessary. Um, yeah. And but. So, anyways, like I said, I like how Jalen runs. I think he runs really hard. He's—I don't think he's super dynamic, 
I don't think we have a super dynamic back over there. Maybe Dylan Sampson can come can come into that because I like Dylan. I do think that uh, we might not see him a ton in Florida unless Jabari's not healthy because I'm pretty sure I saw him miss at least two blitz pickups. And that was another thing. Jalen had a hell of a blitz pickup, man. He stuck his nose in there and took Buddy right off his track. Um, yeah. So that was, that was great to see. But I love how Dylan runs. I mean, he's he's a good runner, but – um man we can't we can't afford to get another one hurt and it's still somewhat early in the season no we really can't i mean it sucks and it it also sucks that we're leading into florida because we as fans are not going to know anything literally nothing heichel will not share any kind of update whether it be good or bad yeah Yeah, we just can't you can't give florida that advantage um, but you know, how Florida, Cedric, you know what you know what Florida does, man. We've been we've been in those locker rooms. We know how it goes. They're they're going to say we're preparing that as if he's playing. So exactly, you know. And so if, and if you know, you talk about a test. Like if Cedric's not available, this is a big test for Hendon because that's his go-to guy, yeah. and he just got taken away from you. And it's he is obviously Hendon's go-to guy. Like it's not even close. So that gets taken away from him. It's like, hey, you you got to step up in a different way. You got to find other guys to help you. Um, and with that being said, I would like to for you to have this opportunity to talk about your guy, your boy, Jalen Hyatt, and his 166 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and so first- for everyone out there who says – what about this hate on Jalen Hyatt now? Now that you see this, I, I, I want to give you this this platform to respond to that. I've said this two weeks in a row. Quit putting this on me. Like why? No, why I know, I know, but people, people, listen. I agree with you. I am with you, but people are obviously pointing it towards you a little bit more. No, they pointed at you too. They say <laughs> they say believe or both of us. First off, like. I thought I thought Jalen had a, a a fine game last week. Um, statistically, it was a really good one. I mean, watching it was it was it was good. Um, you know, it was it was against Akron. Uh, one of them. It was man. This year must be the <laughs> hypo cracks me up, bro. Like it's he. It is so sometimes so vanilla, but yet it just works because like a the tempo or just the fact that you have to be on your feet 24, seven, 365, like on your toes. Cause you never know what's coming, but he just loves doing the kind of like a little snake route with the outside guy kind of come in, we're going to go in and then the outside guy kind of bananas around. He's, he, he's almost it, a pick. He's yeah, just a pick guy. Yeah. And so and then he just, and then, so that was his first one that he was just wide open because he ran the wheel route. And then the other one I, I did, I was happy to see the other one be kind of like a, you know, shallow post or, or deep slant or whatever. And, like, that's what I want Jalen to do, catch it and and say peace because he is so fast. And, like, that's what I that's what I want. And so that's what I expect of him is, like, catch it and outrun people. What I don't like about the love fest for everyone is, like, I still haven't seen it in a big game. And, like, maybe it's me thinking that he can be a super dynamic, like, take over a game. But I honestly, what I've seen, I don't think that's ever going to be him. I don't think you're ever going to be able to throw him a, a bubble and he's going to make something out of nothing. You know, yeah. I don't – I think he's going to be able to beat people deep, which is great. You need that. And it's great to see him, 
you know, take a post or a slant, you know, that's great. I just, I'm saying yards after the catch, I don't see it ever being that. And you know what? That might be fine. But just the way people act about him is that he can just take over a game. And I think, you know, for example, like I think if Cedric's not playing, I think we're in trouble because Ced has that ability to catch a five-yard hitch and break three tackles and get you 35, 40 yards on a, on a big third down. Yeah. You know, like that or like or catch a dig route and break three tackles and turn it upfield or, or, or definitely jump balls. Um, you know, I don't see Jalen winning any jump balls for us. And I think Bruce kind of a mixture of both of them. I think Bruce kind of a mixture that you could probably throw him a jump ball. He can go deep. I think he can break some tackles. So I think he's the one that I'm more excited about um, because I just think he has the physical tools and what I've seen yeah. so far that, you know, um, I mean, I don't, there's not much to say. I mean, it was Akron and, you know, he caught one deep ball where he was wide open and then he caught another slant and left some people in the dust. So, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I agree. I agree with you. It's just like, like we said last week, I mean, Jalen, that's great. Like, congratulations. 160 yards, two touchdowns. But you just did it versus like one of the worst teams in the country. Yeah. Well, and so, the other thing too, and the other thing is too, I just don't get why some fan bases have such infatuations with certain people. Like, you know, and you know, like I, I said it when we went to spring practice this year, I was like, bro, they're gonna try to get Joe to be the starter next year. And I think that's awesome, you know, but like everyone's like sucking Joe off now. It's like, well, first off, you guys anointed him the Heisman winner before he ever took a snap. Then everyone said he was like the worst player ever. And now it's like, now they want to love him again. And it was great to see connect on those, but like, guys, it's in mop up time against Akron. Like I'm happy he hit the deep shot, but like, let's not automatically say that he's going to come back be our starter next year. And, you know, against Florida, you know, put the team on the back. You, you, You know what, you know what Joe proved versus Akron? That he's got a fucking strong arm. That's which what he proved, all, which, which we, we already all, knew. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. And like I said, maybe this is all me. Like it's just personal, like stuff where I'm like throwing through Twitter and I'm just like, and maybe people are doing it as a joke. Maybe people are being serious. Maybe they're just doing it to get likes. But you just see stuff like that and it's just like, geez, guys, like just pump the brakes. But, you know, maybe these people don't really know football that well or maybe they don't care or they just, you know, fan is short for fanatic. So maybe they just ride the highs and then take super lows. So I, yeah. I don't know. But to get back to what I saw, I wish we would have ran the ball a little bit more. I wish we had been a little bit more clean. I wish we had been more polished. But you know what? We came off a massive win. You know, it's – um, you know, it's – next week is one of the best atmospheres all these guys are going to see maybe in their lives. So, like, it's hard to, you know, not be – Super excited! It's like, hey, this is Akron, we're going to run right through them. But I just wish we could have saying that. I wish we could have been it been a little bit more effortless for us. Yeah, wish. Um, and, you, you know. and it's so weird that you like people might take it in the wrong way because we won sixty three to three. Like it's just, but it's still just like there was more effort than needed to be. You know what yeah. I mean? Like getting behind the sticks and shit like that. Like there was definitely more effort than needed, even though we did win by 60 points, but it's still, that was there. Well, you know, it's like the same thing with, um, (laughs) no, sorry. Karen's asked me if I want some dinner, but, um, what was I going to say? Um, it's like, it's like when you read stats or like, like just talking about Jalen, like you see Jalen stats, like, Hey, that's the hell of a game. But then like, when you watch it, like you can manipulate stats for good or for bad, but like when you watch something, so like, yeah, you look like, you know, say if I went and played golf or 
say if I went to a movie last night or like I'm going doing something or, or, or I went to sleep and I wake up, I'm like, all right, 63 to six. And then Hooker was 14 of 18 for 298 and two tutties. I'm like, perfect. But then I watched it and I'm yeah. like, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's, there's a different story behind it. But yeah, anyways, to finish up offensively, obviously some good stuff. It was good to see a lot of guys get in there, get some run, which I like. I wish we would have been a little bit more clean. I wish we would have ran the ball a little bit more effectively. Um, I'm kind of tired of the out routes already. I don't think they're worth what they are. I, I think that long of a throw and that difficult of a throw to me is not worth the five yards that it gets. I'd rather maybe have a hitch or something in breaking. And I know you can't have something always in breaking because that's when you have your cool curl flats guys dropping out. So I get it. I get it. But just some of that stuff is makes me nervous against better, better teams. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to see a major different offense this week. I really do. I think they are going to come out and I think they're, the competition is going to be held a lot better, but I think we're going to be a lot more clean. I, I really think so. Um, yeah, I do too. I, a couple more things. I do want to move into Florida and talk about well, them. I, I, I have a couple things defensively, but if you, if, but go ahead. I'll do my a few more offense and then I'll transition to defense for you. So, um, Couple offensive things. Jalen Wright's touchdown, his first one. Like, uh, like I'm just wondering, like, is he closing his eyes when he's running the ball? Like, does he think short yardage is just like close your eyes and run because he just like ran into the back of Fant into it, like into the back of his block? And I'm like, bro, you kind of did the same thing versus Purdue on that last touchdown. Like, what are you doing down at the goal? It's kind of it's kind of that mentality of like just. Put your, like when coaches like just put your nose down and get the yard, but like sometimes it's not like. Sometimes you got to look, bro. Um, the the long pass to Squirrel was awesome. Like yeah, I great. love to see that. Everybody wanted to see that out of Squirrel, and he did an incredible job adjusting yeah. and getting back to the ball and competing for it because the guy was even trying to take it away from him, and yeah. he held on to it. So I absolutely love that. I love the way Sampson ran the ball. Dylan Sampson looks incredible. I, I I freaking love him as a running back. He reminds me of the mentality. I wouldn't say like the actual running, but the mentality of John Kelly, where it's just like I'm running angry, I'm running hard. I don't care if you're there. See, I don't. I I you know it's funny. I thought about John Kelly. Well, I loved how John Kelly used to play. Love. Football. I mean, how hard he ran, how feisty he was. See, I think. I think he's more smooth. I think John Kelly was one cut, hit it, ran hard, ran fierce. I feel like I feel like Dylan Sams is more of like a violin. Like he's just smooth and silky, pop, 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 in and out. Like I, you know, I think John runs are a little bit harder. But but I, you know, I no. I, 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 I know where you're going. So on Samson's second touchdown, I have to do this because I am an offensive lineman. The it was an option. So let me tell you something about being a tackle. And blocking an option, you are supposed to step inside to avoid the defensive end because that's a read man. Then step back outside and cut off a linebacker who's faster than you. We had to, we ran the option a couple times when I was there my last year, and it is one of the more difficult blocks as an offensive line as a tackle. It is one of the more difficult blocks to step in then back out and try and beat someone to a spot that's faster than you. On Dylan's second touchdown, Darnell Wright, absolute, like the athleticism, I was just like, is that Trent Williams? You know, like, 
<laughs> to step inside, get back out onto the linebacker, keep driving him downfield, then eventually dumps him into the yeah. end zone. They were sick. I'll put it into the into the podcast. It is incredible. I was just like, oh, like when I watched it. <laughs> I, I I absolutely loved it. So I was like, I have to shout that out um, on the podcast. And then, you know, just random plays on defense. Like, I love the Elijah Herring play. Um, I love to see those guys, those younger defensive linemen get into the game and actually, like, show us what they can do. And it's just like, ooh, man, like, put 20 more pounds on that guy. He's going to be dangerous. You know what I mean? And um, that double reverse that Akron tried to run and absolutely got – crushed with the fumble that popped out and went 15 yards. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Like it was like, Oh no, here comes the reverse. And then out of nowhere, just four hats hit them all at the same time. And that ball just pop, flies out. Like it was his head that popped off. That's what it looked like. Um, but I was just like, wow, that, that is, that was quite a play. I had to just, make sure and shout out and talk about, but go ahead with your defense. Like what else did you see out of these guys? So, yeah, I loved, I loved that we played a lot of guys. Hey, it was great to have Juwan Mitchell back. Didn't really do anything super special when I was watching, but Hey, it was good to have him back out there. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was great to have him in this game too, like get his sea legs, you know what I mean? Yeah, Before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Cause you do not want him coming out first. First game. <laughs> Florida. No, like, dude. That's a lot. Because you're so amped, and then you're just like <gasps> you're trying to catch your breath and stuff. So it's good to get, yeah, like you say, get some game reps in. Uh, I thought Jeremy Banks. I mean, one of the when he had the tag on the backfield and the guy they were doing it. It was cool because they showed the coaches with behind um, camera angle, and the guard went to help the tackle double team, but didn't peel off. So Jeremy Banks just shot the gap, made a great tackle. Um, it was good to see uh, Brandon Turnage out there. It was good to see. Uh, Christian Harrison. Uh, it was good to see, obviously, Christian Charles. Um, I think they had, obviously, Danico was out there. Some I, I did kind of feel bad for Tank and Trey. I mean, when I was watching it, like, third quarter with, like, six, seven minutes ago, like, they were still in the game. I was like, dang, get them senior boys out there. Like, get them Give out. Give some like, rest, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I will say something that was ridiculously impressive, and I was very happy to see from Tank. Not only once, but twice. And it's going to be huge this week. But he comes up, and he's one-on-one with a runner. One time it was a quarterback, the other time it was a running back. And they start trying to fend him off. And he does the – Clap their hands and wrapped up. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy to see that because this upcoming week, if Anthony Richardson's out there, I don't want you diving in his legs and him just putting your helmet into the dirt and keep going for another 10 or 15. So I love to see that, like, and I hope he plays that way again because yeah. he did it twice. But, like, and I know people might be like, okay, like, sweet, you're talking about him knocking – but, like, people don't understand how difficult that is. And to do it as easily and effortless as Tank did it, I mean, literally shoots up, he has a great line, great angle, kind of breaks down, knocks the hand and wraps up. And it was like – it was it was, it was was beautiful to see. So And it's big, like I said, this week. You got to make those tackles, especially when it's – those safeties are going to be – one-on-one a couple of times in the open field with, with running backs or Anthony Richardson or, or oh, whoever. Yeah. And those are the plays that make differences. And, um, you know, so it was great to see that. It was great to see Byron Young eat like he's supposed to. 
I'm gonna tell you this week, effort wise, I thought Latrell Bumpus was a madman all over the field. Like sometimes it cracks me up because like when he gets going, he just is like a chicken with his head cut off. He's but, trying so hard. He, yeah, but I love that. I love that. So, and it's good to see that. I mean, he's been around the program a long time. He got some run, and then he like went no, and then it was like he went missing, and then he came back. And it's like so. I don't know if he had injury. I know he had some injuries at one point, but like it's good to see his effort. Um, it was good to see Double J, uh, Joshua Joseph back out there pretty early. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we both liked Elijah Herring. Um, so defense, defensively, I just thought – I thought they just played a well of a game. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when you're playing defense and the other team's just not as good. So it kind of is almost like you kind of, you kind of like pin those ears back and it's kind of like, all right, let's 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 go eat. And you kind of have a competition like who's going to be, be there first yeah. to get the t- you know, like we've we've played those games. Like I I've played plenty of those games where it's like, all right, they're not gonna beat us. So you play super free and super aggressive because you're not you're not worried about not only them maybe beating it's you. It's like you're it's like you're in practice versus scout team. And you're like, all right, yeah. big hit Tuesday. Who's gonna get yeah. the biggest hit today? Right, right. It's like, you know, who's gonna be the first for a sack or TFL or first one of the ball? So that I thought they swarmed well. They 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 wrapped up well. They tackled well. You know all that stuff, which all that stuff is extremely extremely important coming up this week. So, um, like I said, I didn't. I watched like the first half, um, and then I started watching Florida and some of these other games. And then I went back and rewatched, but I didn't watch it a ton because, you know, I'm gonna. I'm. It's not gonna tell you a ton. You know, even if someone goes out and balls out, like it's not gonna tell you a ton anyways. Like. Let me see it this week and as we get into SEC play. But um, real quick to talk about Florida. So I've watched them against Utah a little bit. And then I watched them last night a decent amount. And I really am, like I said, I'm more worried than I thought I would be. But it's not necessarily about Florida. They do have that thing against us, like Kentucky, how, what we have with Kentucky. Um you know, and even Georgia, some of those years were like Georgia was a better team, but we would always either beat them or play on top because we kind of just kind of had their number or whatever. But I think I honestly like they're going to they're going to run the ball, they're going to compete, they're going to play hard, they're going to play with swagger. I'm excited to see how their defense holds up against our offense as long as our offense doesn't hurt themselves. Like, like, let, let me like, let, let's play a clean game. And I think if we do play a clean game, turnover wise, execution wise and penalty wise, then I do think that we can run them out of the gym, especially if we get up on them early. And, and I'm really excited to see what Tim Banks does. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious if it's me, like I'm doing everything I can to sell it on the run. And then, and then when there is pla- pa- uh, pass, um, I'm bringing in the house and I'm having a spy. And, and what I mean by that is, like, I want Anthony Richardson to have to throw the ball and multiple times to beat us. And like I said, bring the house on him. But this week is a massive, massive talking point. Like, hey, guys, coming off the edge, don't go like you're shot out of a cannon. Be an athlete. Come off the edge. And if you got his back, okay, t- tee off on him. But if, you, if he sees you, spread down. You got ten of yeah, 10 other guys coming to help you. So, like, let's see how disciplined we are uh, with our rush lanes, with our our blitzing, and obviously we're going to have spies out there, whether it's Jeremy Banks, whether it's Beasley, 
whether it's Jawan Mitchell, we're going to have some spies while bringing some some blitz. And I was thinking about it too. That pit game, you know why we had so many tip balls? Well, we had, like I said, Omari Thomas had one or two. Dominic ba- or Garland had one maybe, and then Jeremy Banks had two. But it was because he was in. He was in. Um, he's either a spy or he was in man coverage with the back, and the back didn't release. So he could kind of play like a freelance because the rules are usually if you're in man coverage on the back and they stay to block, you're allowed to either come or you can kind of play that free roam. And that's why, like, he would get those – because he's sitting there reading Slovis. Slovis doesn't run, so he just goes up and try to get a hand on it. And those that's the that's, – that's the, the only thing that's going to beat us defensively is if our tackling's not good and our discipline with our rush lanes – and keeping guys in front of us when blitzing or open field tackling, you know, and then offensively what's going to get us beat is if we just turn the ball over that, I mean, like that's, that's really it. Like, you know, so, um, yeah, I, you know, I think Florida's okay. I mean, um, yeah, I think, I think they're very much like, Hey, you did see some flashes of good, but then also like very bad. Like I, I agree completely with you when it comes to Florida's offense, it is literally if we stop the run, that's it. That's it. That's that's it. So just like you said, also adding to it, start fast, get up in points. Then what is Florida forced to do? Throw the ball. Right. They're forced to throw the ball, force throws. Anthony Richardson will throw interceptions. I mean, he this, went he went he went ten of eighteen for one hundred and twelve yards and and two ints against South it, Florida. It's also it's also when he throws the fucking interceptions that he is all the intangibles to be a great quarterback and size and strength that can you know rip that ball up. But like they're down, um, you know, rewatching the game, they are driving to no, yeah, this is what it is. Uh, South Florida's down. They're driving. All they have to do is keep a hold of the ball, just keep driving, move the clock, don't do anything. He throws directly to a defender, South Florida defender, just to his chest, okay? South Florida gets it. They score. South Florida is up, and Anthony Richardson is driving. He has. I mean, I don't think he completed a pass the whole drive. It's just run, 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 run. They get down to the goal line. It is one-on-one throw a fade, and he attempts like a bullet back shoulder pick. And it's like the next drive that they had, they ran the ball six times in a row and scored, and that was the last touchdown of the game, and they were able to hold on and win. And that told me all I needed to know. They're like, Billy Napier sees it. He's like, I can't put the ball in this guy's hand. He, he he'll he'll throw it away for us like it that, that like it has to be easy throws there there's no way it can be in a high pressure situation with Anthony Richardson I mean the past two games he oh no 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 this isn't the past two games this is on the season looked up his stats he is 41 of 77 for 423 yards that is 53% completion percentage zero touchdowns and four interceptions he got this Heisman buzz because he had three rushing touchdowns versus Utah. He cannot he, he had, throw and he the had, ball. And he had the one play where he did the pump fake spin on like a two point conversion. Like, yeah, but he he cannot throw the ball. Like he, that is just not what he's good at. So if you force him to do that, we're going to be fine. 
Um, South Florida also had 286 rushing yards versus this Florida defense. And that was 6.2 average. Average was 6.2. That is so high. It it literally, I'm just like, what the hell was their defensive scheme? What like what were they trying to do? Um, and watching South Florida, I honestly liked a lot of their run scheme. Like I loved I did some too. Of the options they did Dude, with their, their running quarterback, back quarterback. Their quarterback was kind of nice. Their quarterback's damn nice, came from Baylor transfer. The outside zone with running back being a lead blocker for the quarterback, I loved, and they killed Florida on it. Um, you know, Florida is always known to have a very good defensive line and two lockdown corners, well, and they run. No, man- their, safeties, their safeties have been dogs our entire lives. Yeah, but like they run, you know, they run man on the outside and they rush four. You know what I mean? Like they'll run man on first and second down and they'll let their, you know, interior guys take care of it. It gets third and long. They rush four and that's it. They don't like, they don't even have to bring blitzes. They just rush four because their pass rush is so dominant. Not these guys. Zero sacks on the day. They had five, four tackles for loss. Sorry. That was it of the whole day against South Florida. Uh, So it's not even close to the same team. And, Dude, Florida has played three home games in a row. They are not prepared to play on the road. They, none of them are prepared. They've been getting very fortunate calls also. There were a ton of late hits, illegal hits, that were not called for them. There's pass interferences all over the place by their DBs that aren't called. And I do think that refs, when they're at a certain place, lean more towards the home team as a little bit of advantage. Like, Florida has been getting away with all this shit because they're at home, and they're not ready for an away game. They're, they're really not. Like, talk about a test for Anthony Richardson. His first true road start is in Neyland versus number 11 Tennessee in a sold-out stadium. With everyone fucking watching, it is three thirty CBS and College Game Days there. I, I this gives all this recipe that's coming together. It, it points towards Anthony Richardson shit in the bed. You understand what I'm saying? Well, and that's um, yeah, that's the thing though. As Tennessee fans were like, hey, everything's looking perfect, but somehow he'll come out and play like his best game or whatever. And that's why I think it's very important to get up early, you know, kind of put that pressure on them. Let's see, let's see if they let's see what they're made of, you know, let's see what kind of maturity that team has, what kind of leadership that team has. If we punch them in the mouth early and it's 17 to three, and they're like, and it's the second quarter, and they're like, what what do we do here? Um, and another thing is, too, I, you know, if you get him up early like that, then we can really come after him and, like I said, bring the blitz, but also have at least one guy kind of as a spy slash, you know, even a delay type blitz to kind of see where he's what he's doing. Um, but even his runs, even his uh, his runs against South Florida with seven rushes for 24 yards, I can tell you if South Florida can hold him to that rushing – 
then I, you know, if, if that's, if that's, if he has, you know, seven or eight for even 40 or 50 against us, I'm going to be, I'll be happy with that, you know? So I'll be um, very happy with that. And I think, I think what the best thing is going to be when, whenever we do get in certain situations is like load the box, play man coverage on these wide receivers, load the box, prevent the run. As soon as it gets third and long, either Beasley make him a man spy because he did incredible job at the pit game doing that kind of stuff or rush three, make Byron a man, make Byron young hit the, the man spy and just follow Anthony. I, I trust him to make the tackle. I trust him to be able to get to him in time and not let him get away with it. And it's a bigger guy versus this huge runner. And you know, you know what I really, really hope happens this week during practice? That Joe Milton steps the hell up, goes over to the coaches, or the coaches go to him and say, hey, I'm going to need you to run scout, scout team quarterback this week and, and go live. Go live, run scout team quarterback, and show this defense what it's going to be like trying to tackle Anthony Richardson and trying to deal with him, trying to deal with his strong arm and getting in tight windows. Like – Joe Milton, it like they are the same kind of player, and I really, really hope it's not just like one period on Thursday. Like, no, 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 no. I want you to be over there all week. I want us to actually run plays where Joe's live. Joe Milton is live. He, you hit him. He can break tackles. He can stiff arm your ass, and he's the backup quarterback. I understand that, but like as a guy on this team that's just kind of like an unself like a selfless thing that you need to do to make this team better yeah i mean i, I don't know if, if if he did that i don't know if i want him going live 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 i don't need him truck sticking aaron beasley and like you know taking aaron beasley out so i don't see that happening but even like tavon jackson isn't athletic enough to just like get around and move or or whatever but yeah i mean the key the, the the key to this game is just us playing clean and just stopping the run. And, and, and that's, that's all it is. And like I said, I'm fine. You know, you, you uh, had mentioned him last week, but I, I, dude, I thought, I thought Tyler Barron once again, he's just not your typical edge guy. So maybe we have not thought about him as doing pretty well because he's just not coming off the edge and bending and getting, but like when they bump him inside, he does, he's strong as hell, and he just bang, pushes, and he extends, and then he can throw each way. So, like, I think you're going to see a lot this week of Amari and him, you know, Tyler Barron maybe on the inside, or you're going to have where it's going to be Tyler Barron, Byron Young, Roman Harrison, you know, and and and, and Amari Thomas or, or, or someone like that that's like – we're going to be as athletic as we can on some of these, but yeah, I listen, Florida's still playing with, with a lot of confidence and like, I, you know, whether it's look gross or not, like we, we got to make them not feel confident. We got to give them a reason, you know, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, you got to give them a reason for their, you know, get a little tight up in there. Not, not, not thinking they're, yeah, they got everything under control, but uh yeah, with with Tyler Barron, it's also like, dude, some of the some of the moves he puts on these these guards are insane. Like I I, I played guard, like I remember that, and his speed and his ability. Yeah. 
like his quick swims are crisp, just like yeah. real quick, just swim over that shoulder, get that back shoulder, kind of pull it through and get by those guys. It's incredible. I, I, I love to see Tyler Brown on the inside. I think that's obviously an advantage for us. Um, but I, yeah, I completely like it's, it's all about Anthony Richardson. It's all about making him less confident, making him feel like pressure is all on him and, you know, nobody else and having him feel that. And it seems like, and it, looks like it's like sounds like a duck looks like a duck it's a duck it seems like that is what's going to happen with a sold out crowd with all of this pressure with checker kneeling game day cbs like all of that is gonna come to fruition so one other thing and i'll say offensively because i've talked enough about defensively um and like i said defensively it's just play sound football you don't have to be a hero just play sound football. Offensively, you know, I, I want to see how we run against them. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. I think some of the better runs are going to be Hinden running, either when they do a draw play with him or an option play with him, um, or if it's a pass play and he runs. I think those are going to be the most effective runs. I, I think they're going to put that guy that's on their roster, number 21. Bro, just- don't, don't. I I do not want to hear another word about this big, fat-ass motherfucker out on the field. I fu- I abs- It drives me up a damn wall when these announcers are like, hey, look at this number 21. He's such a strong boy. He's fat and lazy and can't lose a pound to save his damn life. First he off, can't move at but all. On the- but on the goal line, when I was watching last night, he did have two nice plays on the goal line. Bro, I I wish I was still playing. I agree. I would with you. lift his fucking ass. I agree with you. I agree with you, Kyler. I I hate that. That that's maybe that how you feel is like when you know what they they just that's just announcers though they they uh, that's, yeah that's just announcers like they're like you know that's why we should be announcers one day so we could be like I be like this guy is a unit. And he sucks. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, going to go, like, listen up. I, this number 21, he is a huge individual, and that is great. He is good for two plays. Right. And you need to rotate him out because if you leave him in the game, he is a defensive liability. Every yeah. every fan needs to understand that, and I hate that announcers don't say that crap, and they're like hyping him up like he's so good. It's like, no, he's not. All he does is stand there. And let me tell you something. The goal line plays you're talking about, he didn't move. He stood there, and the running back ran into him. It drives me crazy because, listen, it drives me more crazy because I'm an offensive lineman, and these defensive linemen get this over-fucking-confidence about themselves, like they're actually doing shit. And when the quarterback runs into you and you get a sack, or the running back just doesn't read the block and runs into you and you get a tackle – don't get up and start banging your chest and looking all around and all that bullshit. You didn't do shit. You didn't do shit. And I'm telling you right now, if I was a guard on this Tennessee team, I would take it personally. And as I'm driving his ass into the end zone, I'd be fucking hitting kidneys. Just, mm, mm, how's your fat ass like that? Huh? 
drives me up a wall, dude. I swear. I, I, that's it's how it houses with it with how it's how it is with all players. The same thing with Anthony Richardson after week one, they wanted to anoint him the Heisman, but it's like. Same thing about Terrence Cody back in the day and even some stuff with Dan McCullers with us. And like, you know, it's just like all these, all these players, but at least sometimes when they do it, I want it to be the person that deserves it. Like if it's Tim Tebow, if it's Cam Newton, if it was Johnny Menzel, if it was Will Anderson, if it's one of those guys, like I get it, I I, I get it. But I will say that Kyler, I, I didn't watch as much as you did, but on the goal lines, he came off and he did that. And he, which is, I mean, they, they didn't move him. So, like, I'm being serious. Like, on third and one and third and two or goal lines or whatever, like, he's going to come in the game, and Cooper is smaller. Like, are we going to be able to get enough penetration? And that's why I was saying I do think some of our best run plays are going to be maybe, like, it's second and 18 and, or, or, or second and 15. And, they like, I think when they know we're going to run, I think it's going to be hard to run on them. And not just because of him. I'm talking about but just as a whole. So, I think offensively – we're going to take our shots and Florida knows it, yeah. you know, so, and, and they're going to have better DBs than some of the ones that we played. Um, so I, I'm pretty anxious offensively to see, you know, and hopefully the, the, hopefully our pace does play a factor for them. Um, and hopefully it does catch them off. And, but I think we're going to have more success running. I don't want to say East and West, but off tackles, type stuff and I, I think but that's something that I'm going to be really intrigued with and um when I'm in the game you know it's probably going to be after a long day and I'm be a little tired and probably some a few alcohol beverages probably multiple hot dogs so when I get home I'm just going to be happy that we won if we win but I really won't know how much until I rewatch it on TV yeah. you know but so we're not we're not even going to get close to yeah like what it actually looks like from inside the stadium. That's why no I just need, need to know we just got to win. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyways, that's so. Anyways, for me, um, we didn't do lock of the week last week. Some of the lines that I wanted to check on aren't even out yet because I've been once again just hammering Tennessee first quarter. I did it this week. Um, won that one. I mean, and, we're uh, looking like um, ten so, point favorites right now, yeah. so I can imagine that first quarter is probably around the same as it has been. Well, no, I don't know. I could see the first quarter being like three or four or five, which if it is, I'm going to love that. And I'm going to jump all over, but we'll see. It's just hard to do locks of the week, at least for me, because I like to check my my like on Wednesdays, you know, Thursdays, kind of see that. So we'll be better about it after this week. But well, I, you here, know, here's I, one I'll tell you about because I was looking at it when you were talking. I was looking over college games. I was looking over NFL games. I was trying to find one that popped out to me. And this might be because I'm bitter as shit because this guy's my quarterback in my fantasy league. But Tampa Bay can barely score a point to save their damn life. And they're going to be playing Green Bay, who has a very good defense next week. And I am taking the under, the under, the under. Whatever it's set at, I'm taking the under of that game. Because – I just don't see it happening. Aaron Rodgers has yet to find a wide receiver to replace Devontae Adams. We'll see what he does tonight or, yeah, tonight. Yeah. But Tampa's offense, I mean, it's – I mean, Tom Brady got me 11 points today. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I'm playing – I played against Lamar Jackson. He got 48. It's Florida week, baby. I don't care about that NFL stuff. Let's go. 
Let's go. Florida Hate Week. We hope to see you guys there. Come up, say hello. Uh, we appreciate it a hell of a lot more than these words that we say can ever imagine. So I hope to get to meet you guys. And I'm just hoping that we're coming doing the pod next Sunday or Monday after a massive, massive win. Massive win. Uh, appreciate you guys watching and listening. Uh, if you are watching, please subscribe, hit that like button, hit that notification bell, leave comments. We love talking to you guys on there. If you are just listening, uh, rate and review, give us that five stars, uh, follow the podcast on all those podcast platforms that you watch on. Uh, if you want to follow us, um, believe in Tennessee on Twitter for our main account at our bacon 26 for read at Kyler Curbison for all social medias for me. Uh, and again, we are going to be doing a very casual, very chill meet and greet, no tent, no setup. We're literally just going to be across pedestrian walkway from the library. And if you want to come up and talk football, talk anything, ask me questions about Butch, I will answer whatever you want. Uh, so it'll be a good time. Uh, appreciate you guys. You're, you're the best fans out there. And as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.